Hello, welcome to a new episode of Living the Life Podcast with Gracie T. As you well know, this is your one-stop shop for life skills to maximizing your God-given potential. To live the truest expression of oneself is the reality of self-actualization. On this show, you will learn the skills to balance humanity and spirituality and start living the life you were created for. Come with me. Today we are moving forward on the journey to mental wellness. For the past two weeks, we have been talking about mental health. The month of May is known as the Mental Health Awareness Month. And we have started this month by talking about how to be healthy mentally. We started by talking on the first week, which was part one. We talked about cleanse your mind. Um, Last week, we talked about renew your mind. And today is the third part of this, um, um, this, you know, this, this, particular topic and we're talking about guard your mind so after today we have one more left you know to round up the mental health um, awareness month so yeah today um today's topic guard your mind um i'm going to be practical to be more practical today i've always tried my best to be practical and um today today's topic is um i'm going to be dedicating it to people out there that are battling with anxieties or that are, you know, going through very hard and difficult times in their lives. You know, people that are really wondering when is God going to come through for them? How long am I going to be here? And they are really, you know, having this very difficult moments and it's really driving them crazy. So today's episode is dedicated to you and uh, I'm going to be so practical you know, so real with you because I know you, 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 you have heard a lot, a lot of encouraging words, but then I still, I will still hope that this is going to make another greater impact on you. And, um, you know, as I share my story with anxieties with you and, 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 and my experience with how God helps us through it all. So, um, I will open by just, you know, probably saying this, reading this first scripture and as much as possible. Today is not a, it's not a sermon day. I'm not going to preach. I'm just going to tell my story. I'm just going to tell you how, what I went through and, you know, so you can, you can real, you know, remember we, I talked about keeping it real. Yes, we're going to keep it real. I want to keep it real with you. I'm not coming here to play an earlier than thou attitude. Or to, or, to, or to repeat some some biblical scriptures that you're already familiar with. That is not what I'm here to do. I'm not I'm not a pastor here. But I want to talk to you. You know, I just want to share my story and hope that it encourages you and you find strength to deal with whatever you're dealing with at this moment of your life, okay? Because things do happen. Life happens and everyone has to go through it. So, um, 
Um, so um, Philippians chapter 4, you know, seven, um, 6 and 7. I'm sure that Bible scholars already know what I'm talking about because it talks about, it opens that, you know, verse, verse 6 with be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, you know, so it, you know, let your request be, be, be made known unto God. So that already describes, you know, that's, that, that, that's, uh, that's already the guide, the guide to guard your heart, the guide to guard our hearts and our minds. So it's already been given to us. And then we, uh, we know the scripture. We probably learned it from childhood as a memory verse. And then it's so, it's there. And we, you know, because we're so over familiarity makes us, you know, not even to know the exact meaning or impact of words again, because we are so familiar with them and we lose the true meaning or the actual um, requirements of those scriptures. So I know you're familiar with this, but I want you to come with me and think about every word of this scripture today, because it's just, and don't see it as a scripture, I'd rather you see it as, um, you know, like we are in a training school or we are in a class or you're just taking a course and the trainer is telling you three steps to washing your plates or cleaning your dishes. Okay. So that's how I want you to see the scripture today. Don't say it like what you've always known. So three steps to fighting anxiety and it's very, it's pretty simple. PST, but now I'm not talking about Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> PST, prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. So just put that in your heart. Three ways to fight your anxieties, prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. PST is so simple, okay? So for those of you that are, that are in Pacific, you know, Standard Time zone, I think that's that, that rings a bell. So prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. It's pretty much you pray, you supplicate, you give thanks. That is it. Okay. So now let me just start. Let me let me quickly share my story. Um, about two years ago, I experienced you know, an, a life event that I have never experienced before in my life. And I have never anticipated, I never anticipated that I was going to go through such a thing in my life. So, you know, um, newly moved um, to a foreign land, to the United States, and uh, where I had no family, just me. And my immediate family. So I had no siblings. I had no friends. So I had to like start all over again. Okay. So it was a new environment for my family. And um, um, long story short. I'll try to minimize it at, uh, you know, as much as possible. Because I just wanted to go, go straight to the point. So my experience after, you know, some months of of getting to the United States. I I ran into, you know, financial crisis. You know where I'm where I'm coming from. So, 
my family ran into a financial crisis, and then to the extent that after a while, it was difficult to even, you know, to get a place to stay. It was difficult to pay rent. And then I thought that uh, it was going to, you know, I was going to go through so, you know, normal prayer and everything. And then I started this journey and it became tougher than, than I expected. So what I'm going to be taking you through is just my experience with God during those periods. It was a period of, uh, let me see, maybe um, about five months or less, maybe between four and five months of battling anxiety, okay? And how I dealt with it or, you know, individually, like personally, just one-on-one -on -one with God. So, here is me, here, here is my story. I'm going to school and then I'm having to, you know, in be, I happen to be in financial crisis. And then I remember that I kept looking to God for help and I tried all I could try. But things were not just enough. So, while I am hoping that God was going to send me some miracle or God was going to send some angels to me, I saw that I could feel that, you know, God had a different plan entirely for me in that process. So, I prayed I did this PST, I supplicated, I gave thanks, I worshipped, I acknowledged God, and then I remember that God has always come through for me. But this situation was going to be different and it was going to be something that I have never experienced before. Okay? Yes, I had. I have families back home I could call and say, okay, this is what I'm going through, this is what I need. But at this point in time, I noticed that God was trying to teach me a different lesson and how did I notice it was that the first part of this period of anxiety for me I had already thought about my normal way of solving my problems okay if you need help you you ask for help you know that's that's what we've been taught you ask friends and families you know people you, you are close to not everybody but you had you ask people for help yeah that's what we are told so I'd already you know tried that but then after that experience of talking to my extended family I, I, I saw God dealt with me and you know told me that, that you did not pass this test and you are going to repeat it so I had to repeat it and then this phase continued so during this phase I was praying I was reading the scriptures you know, guarding my heart against every negative thoughts from the enemy. Remember, I'm fighting with anxieties because every month I have to pay my bills. I have to pay. I needed to, you know, come through with my my rent. So the first month, you know, I put my 
maybe food allowance. I juggled it, put my the money I had left in the account. And then I was really, I had to just, you know, when you start putting all the pennies together and trying to make them all come up to the pound that you need. So I, I was doing this, you know, the first month, the second month. And then at some point, you get to the bottom of the pot and then there is nothing else to, you know, scrape out. So towards this time that I was going to get to the end, the pre- how am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? So such that I won't end up, you know, homeless. That was my fear. I don't have anybody here. What will I do? How am I going to do it? So that fear was there of what's going to happen to me. Who, who will I turn to? Will I be able to do what I came here to do? Will I be sent back home? Will I be, you know? So I had a few friends. Of course, I was going to church here, but I knew that I was not allowed to tell anybody about this situation or ask any man for help. And that is what I'm talking about, about God telling me that I had to repeat the test. You know, previously I had asked somebody for help, you know, which didn't, you know, really work out. And I had been, you know, so anxious and so destabilized and so worried. And then, you know, so our worries at that stage, God told me, you know, your worries, is it doesn't make God happy and it doesn't, you know, display um, a true relationship that we have with God. So I knew that I had done wrong by that time. So this time around, I wanted to make sure that I passed this test. So I was careful with every detail. So I prayed and I waited for every instruction before I took any action. You know what it means to be a believer? And then you would normally expect that, you know, before something happens, there will be a way for you or God will will come through. And then even when you are a believer and you are not led to even tell your fellow believers about such a situation because God had another plan for you, okay? So it doesn't always have to be what you've been used to, you know? So the solution this time around might be different from what you have always been used to. So that was exactly what's, what, what was happening to me then. But, you know, the parts that I'm trying to bring out from all this was how I struggled with months of fear, months of anxieties, because as by the first, you know, by the third month, then I had, I, I couldn't meet up with my rent. So my landlord gave me notices, you know, notification. And then the second month again, you know, they gave me like 30 days notice. So either pay up or you vacate the apartment. 
the second month again the same thing that was 60 days or maybe 45 days or so and then i think by the end of 45 days then you will get a court in uh, a court notice to appear in court and you know all those protocols so here was i going on looking going on about my daily business and people see me the new friends i've made around friends in church friends in school and then i just smile but there was this battle in me that i was fighting daily whenever i got into my closet and then i had to pray and then whenever i heard any knock on the door i was scared that oh is that my door what's going to happen to me you know and i was pretty new in this place so i wasn't really so familiar with the rules but then i had got the notice i knew i had defaulted more than a month and this is my second month and then i got a court you know notice and even when the court notice came that was the second month i couldn't still figure it out where i was going to come up with my with money to pay this rent so i kept living in this free and at this time you know i was just alone with my um kids so it was i couldn't just see anybody i couldn't there was nobody i could run to so i kept it all and i was praying and i was like god what am i going to do what am i going to do but i but i knew that in that place god was telling me wait and seal my salvation that was what god was telling me so i wasn't allowed to tell the pastor or to tell any other close, you know, maybe church members that I was, that I just newly met or that I was close to, to tell them. Because I knew that if I told one or two people, they could probably, you know, raise something for me. But I wasn't allowed to do that. I could feel it. I knew it. That wait and see my salvation. And so long story short, the day came, you know, and then I went to the, to, to, to before the court, before the court judge, and then they heard my case and long story short, I was asked to vacate the apartment and this was by the third month of me not being able to come up with my rent. So I was asked to leave the apartment. So I was given um seven to ten days or so they were about to vacate the apartment so it was within the seven days, you know, to vacate the apartment that I saw, I got an instruction on what to do. So I was led to talk to someone. Okay. And then I went to meet the person and then I told the person about my situation. And then the person gave me three options of what I could do, you know, to be fine. So, yes, I got one of the, the perfect options for me. And then, you know, it landed me where I am today. And, um, the you know, I got more than a, a year of um, free accommodation comfortable you know and i was secured at least until i i could get a job to continue to help you know pay my bills so 
during this period of waiting, this period of praying, remember I told you it took about it took three months. Those were the scariest moments of my life. Those were the scariest moments. I have never come like face to face with face to face with anxieties before in my life until that time. I was so anxious. I was so fearful. It was so scary because I don't know if I was going to be arrested. I don't know if I was going to be thrown out. I don't know what was going to happen to me. I don't know if I was going to lose, you know, my studies and what I came for. And I did not see this coming, you know. I thought everything was going to go, you know, so smoothly as I was leaving my home country. But then it didn't go like that because life happens. So, but eventually, after all those struggles with faith and obedience, I'm glad and I'm thankful to God that I was able to pass through that moment, those dark moments, because the gains and you know the reward and what I got eventually was far better than what anyone could have done for me if I had told anybody. They could have raised money for me to, you know, or probably give me. In fact, at some point, when I eventually spoke, you know, one of the friends uh, told me that, okay, come stay in one of our uh, rooms. We can package one of our rooms for you in our flats. And I was like, no, that is not the solution I'm taking. I'm taking this other one. Okay. And the other one brought me a lot of comfort. It brought me a lot of, you know, joy and promotion and people you know had to like wow it was really a trying period but we 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 are encouraged by your experience okay so it brought glory to the name of god because people got to be encouraged and to be challenged that's okay they can trust in god they can wait in the middle of you know troubles so how do you think that people like Daniel that was thrown in the lion den, the three Hebrew boys, how do you think they scaled through? Do you think it was easy and easy for them? Have you ever thought that those stories we read today, those guys could have actually been, they could have actually gone through what you're going through now? Do you think staring at the lion or staring at the fiery furnace was a joke? And then they were convinced that if I die, I die. I got to that stage. That is what I'm trying to tell you. I got to that stage. I want us to keep it real. I know you know the scripture, but it's easier said than done. If you have never been there, you may really never know it. To be able to trust in God, to be able to keep your faith and not do readily available options is the prize. That is the goal. That is what God wants. That is what faith is all about. Because there will be options. There will be readily available options. But to be able to wait and see the salvation of God. Not your own options. That is the prize. That is what makes the difference. So. During anxieties, 
you pray, after you've prayed, after you've supplicated, you've given thanks to God because he is faithful to fulfill every promise that is in the scriptures for you. So after that, you wait for his instructions. You guard your mind and heart. Verse 7 says that after you have prayed, supplicated with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What is going to guard your hearts and minds? The peace of God. Okay, remember we are talking about guarding your hearts and your, 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 your mind today. So anxiety is going to, you're going to defeat it by the spirit of God. After you have done what you're supposed to do. So the peace of God will come into you. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Because people, you know, I experienced that peace. Because when I eventually told one of my, you know, close sister, friend that I met in church. when I After the ordeal and I told them this was what happened. They're like, she was like, Really? And you've been seeing me every day laughing and smiling as if nothing happened. She was like, no, 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 no. You are not, you are not good. She cannot believe that. She couldn't believe that I went through all those things. And she was, she saw me, you know, virtually like every day. And she didn't notice it. She never saw it on my face. That is the peace of God that passes all understanding that we're talking about. Well, why? How was I able to get there? Because I did what verse 6 says. I did my PST. So even when I when I was fearful, by the time I stepped out, the peace of God covers it. Nobody could see it. Okay? And then I came to a point where I had to like throw it all on all on him. I I believe I did what what um what um um, Daniel did or what the three Hebrew guys did if I die I die if they send me out they send me out because I couldn't continue to deal with the hot head I couldn't because anxiety was going to drive me crazy if care was not taken so at a point before the end of that trial I had to I had to tell myself that what, what is the worst thing that can happen to me in this case? The worst thing is that I pack my bag, I abandon what I came to do, and then I go back home. At least I know I have a landed property at home that was readily available to me. You know, that was that was the worst thing. Yeah, because initially, you know, all the lies and all the tricks of the enemy to tell you that, oh, you could be arrested, you could be this, you could be that. All those were, were coming in, were coming in. But then I haven't done any criminal thing. I haven't done any criminal thing, you know. I have not committed any offense. I only f- fell short by of, paying, by of paying my rent, which can happen to anybody. So, by the time I got that courage and that understanding that, come, don't let the devil drive you crazy. You're not going to have high blood pressure. Nobody's going to arrest you. Nobody's going to send you to jail. 
the worst that can happen is you take your passport and you go back home and you come back when you're ready. Okay, so that was it. I thought about the worst. I came to terms with, with it and then I felt relieved. So anxieties got out of the way. And then I was able to sit and wait for the next instruction from the Holy Spirit. So, you need to get to that point. You need to evaluate or, you know, assess your situation. Okay, so if what I'm looking for right now, okay, I want to help my brother. I want to help my extended family. I need to come up with my child's school fees. I need to come up with my rent. I need to do this or probably oh, this job. If I don't meet my target, I'm going to be fired. Whatever it is that is so scary to you right now. Think about it. What could happen? What would happen eventually if you're fired from that job? What would happen if you're not able to meet your child's school fees? What, you, what would happen? Oh, your sick mother is lying there in the hospital and you cannot come home. What would happen? If that happens, what is going to happen? You come to terms with what is going to happen and then leave it into God's hands. Leave it into the hands of the one who created you. Because if you don't, that anxiety is going to ruin your mental health. Eventually, the problem will be solved by God, I trust. Most of the things we worry about, they are already taken care of. He already knows the solution. It's just that they have not been handed over to us. And because they've not been handed over to us, we don't know it. And then, trust me, doubts, fears, all the spirit of lies, they come to whisper it to you and tell you all those negative things. Those negativities, you can't make it. Probably you are even like doing a competition or anything and they tell you you're not good enough. Those thoughts come there. And you've tried this exam several times and you keep not meeting up. And then you keep hearing these voices that you're not, never going to be able to do it. It's going to, before you know it, if you check your blood pressure, everything is on the rise. And eventually, by the time the problem is solved, you are probably left with high BP. You are probably left with a damage to some organs in your body. So, I want to encourage you with this story today. That do your PST. Prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. Tell God, God, this is where I am. I need you to come through for me. And then leave it there. Drop it there. It's no longer your business. Let if, if he decides to kill you with this situation, if he decides not to change it, remain where you are. Remember the story of Daniel. I'm sure that he had some fears while he was looking at a lion. Or while they were looking at the furnace. I'm sure they were scared. They are humans like us. I'm sure. But they talked about the ultimate thing and they just like, okay, if it comes to me dying, then so be it. If it comes to me losing the job, so be it. I'm not going to lose my mind. If it comes to me, you know, 
not passing the exams again. So be it. I'm not going to lose my mind. If I have another opportunity, I'm going to try it again. So, that will help you keep your mental health. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, guard your mind by doing this PST. And then I trust that the Spirit will come for you. Pray, supplicate, and give thanks. So, my friend, I don't know what the issue is, but I know that I'm talking to you, someone there today. I know. Yeah. So, please, think about the words of this scripture as a three-step that you need to, 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 you need to fight anxiety. I know you have heard the scripture before, but now meditate on it. Meditate and think about it and practicalize it. Don't just recite it the way you have always done. This time around, practicalize it, digest it. Try to find true meaning for it and leave it there. Once you do your PST, leave it there. And I pray that God will help you. I hope you've been encouraged and I hope that something different will come for you. Um, let us pray together. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this word, for my testimony, for helping me and making me go through what I went through because today I can share it to the glory of your name. Lord, I pray for my friends that are going through these difficult moments in their lives. I pray, Lord, that you will come through for them. I pray that your peace that passes all understanding will shine on them, will reflect in their hearts, will keep their hearts and their minds from depression, from hypertension. I pray, O oh Lord, that you will restore health to them. You will give them joy. And that which is so scary, Lord, that they are facing that situation, Lord, I pray that they will not be ashamed. I pray that their fear will not come on them. In the mighty name of Jesus, as you helped me, Lord, I pray you will help all my friends that are listening to me today and that they too will share their own testimony. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you very much, friends. God bless you. See you next time. Have a good day.